0: Following stars, hearing voices, hitting the mark. How are these related to being untoward? Are you ready to face the truth? Face the Truth is the weekly podcast from the Truth Church of Olathe, Kansas, with our pastor and Bible teacher, Bishop Gregory Riggin. Thank you to everyone who is listening. I trust that today's episode will be a blessing to all those who tune in. Asking around until we find an answer we like is detrimental to our salvation. Too many voices, each giving different directions, causes distractions from the voice. And we end up untoward. Join us as Bishop Riggin teaches us the way to avoid this pitfall in the final episode of this series, Words Mean Things.
1: This is why Paul said, you know, there are many voices out there, and none of them are without signification. But his point was, you really need one voice in your life. Right Now, I know that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. There's no question, as long as all of those counselors are counseling through scripture. But I will tell you, it really still boils down to the fact, if we're going to take precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little, it boils down to the fact that we need a voice that is our go-to voice and we can seek other counselors. We can, we can talk to other people, but we need that go-to voice in our life. If we don't have that, then we become untoward. Somebody's got to help us set a direction for our life because without that direction, we wander aimlessly. Hmm. You know, the the wise men evidently followed the star of Bethlehem for two years. But what would it have been if they would have just seen the star and the star disappeared and then they said, well, let's follow this star for a while right. and let's follow that star for a while. Let's, mm-hmm. Would they ever have even made it? No. And yet, that's exactly the way some people are living their spiritual life. They're following stars.
0: So, can you clarify something you made earlier? A comment you said about the voices versus the counsel versus the voice. Is it your opinion? And in, if it's Bible, I'd like to hear it. If someone is listening to the counsel of others, is it because that voice is missing? Or. Is it because some people I feel would do this when they don't like the answer of the voice? And so they default to, well, let me ask some folks what they think.
1: Uh, Many times it is the latter. There's no question. I've seen it over and over. Look, our kids do this, don't they? Our kids, if they go and ask mama a question and they don't get the answer that they want, what do they do? They go find another counselor. Sure do. They're going to go ask dad hoping that dad will give them a different answer. <laughs> and, and I'm sure we have done that in our own childhood. We did right. the same thing. It's, you know, somehow kids just think this is a brilliant idea. Right. If we don't get the answer we want, we find somebody else to ask until we do get the answer we want. And yes, there are people who are living that way spiritually. In fact, that's why a lot of people change churches. They don't like what the voice has said to them. So they're going to go find a voice that will tell them what they want to hear. Now, let me, let me just take this back to the analogy of the wise men, because I know sinner said that till I got to thinking about a verse of scripture in the book of revelation, chapter one, verse 20, Jesus said, The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Mm. When Jesus showed John this picture of the churches and the angels, and, and as we've talked about, angel there is angelos in the Greek, it's messenger. It's the pastor of the church. When he gave John an illustration, the church was a candlestick. The church was a place that, that was set locally to give light. The pastor was the star. Hmm. It was the light that was shining in a heavenly sense. The candlestick shines in an earthly sense, right? But the star shines in a heavenly sense. The wise men had to follow one star to get to Christ. Hmm. At some point, they got to Jerusalem and started asking King Herod. And had they listened to King Herod, they would have ended up in destruction. And the Bible says that when they left him, they saw the star again. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. When they realized we found the source that's been leading us the right way all along. And they went back to that star and let that star lead them. The Bible says that that star came and stood over where the young child
0: was. So good, that's awesome. So the voices could have distracted them, derailed them, sent them on their own way.
1: Wanted to, in fact. Oh yeah, uh, had their own nefarious purpose. Right. Herod had a very selfish purpose for sending them to Christ, because he wanted to destroy Christ. Right. He saw him as a threat. Yep. And and people need to understand that not everybody who says they're helping you is really interested in helping you. Right. Sometimes they're interested in helping themselves. And I've seen it. Again, we go back to social media. I can't tell you how many posts I've read where they said, well, I wouldn't go to a church like that. Well, I would. Oh, you deserve better than that. Well, I wouldn't have some man telling me what to do. I wouldn't let somebody tell me how to dress. I wouldn't. Right. I've even seen them tell members of a church. Oh, if you want to see a real church, come to our. Wow. You know. Those people are not trying to help you, right? They're Herod's (laughs) trying to help themselves. They are trying to benefit their own conscience tells them they're wrong in what they've done. Right. And they are, they are trying to destroy the influence in your life. That's really going to lead you to Christ. We've got to be extremely careful. Now, again, and, and, and you men know me. I know some of our listeners, that almost sounds self-serving. I mentioned to both of you prior to the podcast that this morning I was on the phone with my pastor. I've got a voice in my life. Right. Now, I've been pastoring since I was 24 years old. I'm 62 now. So you can do the math. All right? I've got a lot of years of pastoral experience a lot more years of ministerial experience started preaching at the age of 13 in February of next year, I will celebrate 50 years of preaching. But even after 50 years of preaching, I have a voice, right? I have a star God put in my life to lead me. And that's not going to change. Will I seek counsel from others? Sure, there's times that I talk to other men. Hey, what do you think I need to do? do But when it all boils down to it, there is a voice that outshines every other voice in my life. And that's what keeps me from being untoward. Listen to me, brethren. We could go down the list of men who became stars themselves. Oh, yeah. And they were their own stars. One of them even claiming that the Lord spoke to him and told him he would be as the North Star for many others to follow. He didn't listen to anybody. He openly proclaimed before it was over with that there was not an elder alive who could challenge him mentally. He was smarter than all of them. These kind of men are untoward. They don't answer to anybody. They have no direction. Things they once preached, they turn around and preach the exact opposite. Right. Mm-hmm. Things they once blasted from the pulpit, they now embrace in their personal lives. How do you do that? I'll tell you how you do it. You do it when you become untoward. Right. The common denominator in every one of those men is they did not have that one voice. Hmm. There was nobody that could set them down and say, you are wrong, and they would listen. Hmm. And they all ended up in shipwreck. So that's why I go back to the statement I made earlier. There's not a better follow-up message to Acts 2.38 then save yourself from this untoward
0: generation. Oh, there's so much to that. Wow. Yeah.
1: The word sin means missing the to mark. To miss the mark. It doesn't mean necessarily that you shot the opposite direction. It just means that you were off. That That's... Yep. Uh, the it, arrow was untoward. Right. Hmm. You thought you were shooting it toward something. Right. But it was untoward correct it was off and yeah hamartia that's that's the greek word for sin that's what it means to miss the mark hmm. so god help us not to be untoward help us and and isn't it interesting that peter didn't say pray that you'll be saved from this untoward generation but he did say save yourself right Because if we are going to be saved from being untoward, it's going to require an act of our will. Right. We have to be willing to submit ourselves. That's right. To direction and correction. We have to be willing to let somebody guide us and direct us. We have to save ourselves from becoming untoward so good.
0: So that means we're going to hear the untoward and we're going to have to make that decision that that's not the direction yeah. I'm going to go.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to decide. Right. I'm not going that way. Right. Because I am going this way. And you don't know how to correct an untoward life if you don't have a toward. Right. You gotta have a direction yep. to correct a lack of direction. Hmm.
0: Gotta have a direction to make a correction. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. I mean there there is no better definition for the word lost than untoward. You are by definition lost if you are untoward.
0: Yeah. Just as lost as the others. <laughs> sure. Sure. We have a term that has been used. Some guys would get a nickname of Iowa. And for the longest, I was wondering what it was. Well, they said, well, it's really not their name. It's what it means. Idiot out wandering around. (laughs) They would not take direction. And so they would just start calling them Iowa. And they would work the same jobs, go to breaks with everybody else, but they were just aimlessly doing what they want. And so they were called Iowa. And I was like, it fits when wow. you put it to the right personality. <laughs> you see, like, yep, Lord help me. That's right.
1: Uh, and, and, you know, again, you see so much of this in, in church work because you see people who, all right, you enlist them to come and be a part of something. We're going to have outreach this weekend. Right. Well, I'm doing outreach. Oh, you are? Yeah, I did thus and so. I, right. I told somebody I go to church. Did you tell them where? Well, no, but I told them I'd go to church.
0: <laughs>
1: right. I sang a gospel song on, on the job the other day, and everybody's looking at me funny. I, I, I'm being a witness. You know, th- there's no real direction in what they're doing. Right. They just did something. And so they feel comfortable that they did something. Yep. Though there may not have been any meaning or purpose behind what right. they did, but they did it. Right. And therefore, they ought to be applauded because they did it. Right. It had no value. It added nothing to the kingdom. It added nothing to the church body. But you did something. That's being untoward. Yeah. There's no direction here.
0: So really their efforts just make them feel good. That's,
1: Soothes that's the what it conscience. comes down to. That's right. Which again takes us back to people who just, all they want to do is listen online. All they want to do You know, everything is a virtual experience because that soothes their conscience.
0: But if you look further down in Acts chapter 2, it talks about, we talk about the unity, right? Yes. And it says, and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And it was because they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So there's an output from keeping yourself from this untoward generation. Yeah, absolutely. That's the example we have. There is an output from our actions. Yes. Not just a sustained mode where we're just, yeah, I go to this church like you talked about earlier.
1: Yeah, look at it. that's that's perfect. I'm glad you brought it up because you look at the rest of this chapter and you see how they put into practice what he said in verse 40. Right. He says save yourself from this untoward generation. The very next verse, they that gladly received his word were baptized. Right. <laughs> we're going to do what you said. You're that's right. the voice that's right. giving us direction we're going to do it we're going to be baptized there were added to them about three thousand souls they continued steadfastly right in the apostles doctrine we're not just going out here doing our own thing we're not just going out here finding whoever's the most popular of today's prophets right you know we're not piping in some tv preacher to to give us our word from God today. We're continuing in the the apostles doctrine and fellowship.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We're coming together because the more we're together, the easier it is for us to see if we're starting to wander. If I don't ever show up for church, I have no way of knowing if I'm on the same track as the rest of the church. Right. So they continued in their fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. There's, there's a purpose, there's a direction. And then we get to fear came on every soul. Wonders and signs were done by the apostles. All that believed were together. Right. Right. They had all things common. There's a direction here. You see, they're all going the same way. They sold their possessions and goods. They parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Hmm. And because they were not untoward, the Lord added to the church daily. Yep. Such as should be saved. Everything they did, they did with singleness of heart. They had a purpose. How do you get singleness of heart? If you're not hearing what one voice is saying. Right. They're listening to the voice that's giving them direction, and they're all following that. I've said many times, some people's definition of unity is, if everybody will just see things my way, we'll all have unity. Well, that's, right. I mean, that's true, yes. But if everybody feels that way, there will never be unity. Right. So there's got to be one voice that sets the direction, and everyone unifies around that. That's the way it's got to happen. And that's obviously the way it was happening with the early church. And that's why the Lord added to the church daily. This group of people was not untoward. Right. My, my. They were going toward a common goal. Building the kingdom of God and seeing the work of God go forward.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. This concludes the series, Words Mean Things. We pray this has been an encouragement to our listeners. Join us next week on Face the Truth. Thank you to everyone who has joined us for today's podcast. We want you to know that we are here to help you in any way we can. If there is anything we can do for you, please don't hesitate to contact us. Send your prayer requests to prayer at OlatheTruth.com That's prayer at OlatheTruth.com If you live in the Kansas City metropolitan area we invite you to join us for our services this week Sunday morning at 10 Sunday evening at 6 and Tuesday evening at 7.30 For those who cannot attend we will provide a live stream on our Facebook page our YouTube page and our website olatethetruth.com slash live. Until our next podcast, take care and God bless.